welcome to the Digital Public Relations Podcast, covering news and trends in the digital space. Produced by the students in the Public Relations Program in the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University. Hi everyone, my name is Lyndon Miller and I'm a senior public relations major and I'm in the digital PR class. Hi, my name is Jessica Eric and I'm also a public relations major and in the digital PR class. And today we are evaluating the trend to make Instagram casual again. So I personally feel that this trend is so relevant to PR and public relations professionals just because, especially now due to the, due to the pandemic, brands have had to adjust to an at-home type of mode. One thing that I did find was that public relations and social media specialists at TripAdvisor, for instance, have used the pandemic to their advantage, and they're actually advocating for their businesses and telling users to write reviews so that businesses have these reviews when things reopen. So they're definitely like using the pandemic to their advantage by being like, how can we advance things for the future? And that's like definitely helping for when things go back to normal. Do you think it's really smart of um, a company like TripAdvisor to like, like I understand every company in business has to continue on and try to make as much money as they can right now, even through the pandemic. But do you really think it's smart of them from a PR standpoint when all this is over, they're going to, people are going to look back and be like, Hey, they were kind of encouraging us to travel when we shouldn't have been like, do you think that's going to negatively affect them? I could see how some people might take it the wrong way, but I think it's mostly like, I think in their messaging that they had put out, they had said like, write reviews so that when things do reopen, it'll be like, so I think they had made the messaging at least clear enough so that they weren't advocating for it now, but at least for when things reopen, at least that's what I came to understand from it. But I do think that like, in terms of the pandemic, it's, it's just made everything so much, which is understandable and more sensitive to like, if you do see a friend going out without their mask or if you do see like large crowds, like it definitely is a big kind of like turn off into wanting to follow that brand and follow like their aesthetic. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I think it's really shown me the type of companies that are, I'm not the type of companies, the type of personality and take on this that they are taking on and i'm a little disappointed in some of the brands but i've also been like surprised by the brands that have reacted in the way that i hoped i've been excited about seeing brands like gucci and um i've seen tart do a different couple things and i've seen some magazines take a stand on it and i think it's really important that these brands have an opinion and voice their opinion especially when i think in the majority they're right (laughs) I think it's going to help them in the long run and right now. No, yeah, I agree. And I mean, even when, when the pandemic started, I mean, I remember like Vanessa Hudgens had put out like her video on social media and I think, Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, she was literally like, it's inevitable that some people are going to like get obviously really sick from this, but like, it's just going to happen. And I think that almost like the trend to make, like just circling back to the whole trend of making Instagram casual again. I think some people truly took it and ran with it. One thing I've been loving 
and like I've done it myself as well is like the photo dumps that people are doing like whether monthly or just like whenever they want to I think those are really helping the casual movement because it's like there's no point to these pictures but like I just want to show them off and I like that I think it's that's what Instagram to me felt like it was originally for it was just to post pictures and to make yourself feel good about whatever you wanted to put on the internet because that's what you were comfortable putting on the internet. It didn't matter how many likes you got or how many comments. It was just because you wanted to post it and you wanted someone to see where you went. It didn't matter how many people saw it. And I like that the photo dump is becoming more of a common trend on my feed at least. No. Yeah. I love seeing them, especially on the stories and everything. What about Mm -hmm. like unspoken Instagram rules? Do you think that these like Instagram rules are going away. I mean, I know when I got Instagram, I think I was probably in like maybe like sixth grade, but I mean, there was so many unspoken rules. And before the pandemic, there was too. I feel like it was like, you should post a certain date and you should do it at a certain time to get the most likes. And, you know, you should be posting this aesthetic or, you know, putting a white frame around your photos because that's your like theme or whatever. Like, I, I just think there was so much yeah, I would agree with you. I think there was a lot, like, I don't know. Let's let's talk about that. Let's, like, talk about some of the rules that there are. I think, a, like, a huge one it, that's, like, unspoken, at least amongst, like, people that I went to school with, it was, like, annoying if you posted on your story, like, giveaways or, like, reposted things from celebrities. But now it's so much more normal to do those type of things. But I feel like maybe even giveaways are still kind of one of those things you don't always put on your story. But then there's the people that don't care. I'm one of those people that don't care. But I used to be self-conscious about it because I didn't want to be annoying. And I was like, how am I ever even going to find out if I'm annoying people? I'm not going to see them or talk to them. Like, why do I care? But I did. No, yeah, like that 100%. Like, I feel like giveaways and stuff, like, what I do really think that I've noticed, at least with the whole trend in general, is that stories have become a lot more casual Because even I, like, have noticed myself feeling more comfortable, like, just posting, like, a funny story that I thought was really cute off of, like, a magazine account or something like that. Like, I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so, like, me or whatever. And I just post it right away. And I like seeing other people's, too, because that's probably, like, half the time how I find out about, like, major things going on in the world that, like, I might not check Twitter for because I just honestly haven't had as much time to go on Twitter. But in terms of, like, the loopholes that I think people found, like, before, I mean, like I was researching and in 2019, there was basically a trend where some women were switching their gender on Instagram to avoid censorship. And Oh, before, I didn't know that was a thing. I know. I didn't even know that you could do that. First of all, like I didn't even know that that was like a toggle on Instagram. Um, but it, like before the pandemic, many girls like obviously like wanted to make sure they posted at the perfect time and they got the most likes and I mean censorship is a whole other topic in itself so I don't want to go like too far into that but I just thought it was really interesting that like there are people who are finding loopholes to these unspoken rules. Earlier when we were talking Jess you had mentioned just kind of like about Visco and that platform as a whole just being more Mm -hmm. casual and I don't really know too much about it. I mean do you know what do you know about Visco? I've had a Visco for a couple years and it was kind of just like when I was in high school, it was just kind of one of those platforms that you had on the side because it was a platform that like you don't see the likes, you don't really see the comments, it didn't really matter how many followers you had, it was just like aesthetically pleasing photos or aesthetic photos and I just really liked it because it was where I posted 
the photos that I actually tried and are like, I would try to edit. And like, that was the beginning of me getting really into photography, I think. And I started using Visco as that sort of outlet to post those things that I was too self-conscious to post on Instagram. I know that Instagram is very influencer based at this point in time. I'm not sure like if that'll change again or like what trends will be coming in the future, but in terms of like trending now and in this moment, like TikTok is just so huge. And I found an article on MediaKicks.com and it basically gave the statistic that TikTok had 315 million downloads and it became the most downloaded mobile app ever in 2020. So do you think that TikTok just like accelerated even more because of the pandemic? Like Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't get TikTok until the pandemic started because I got bored on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat. Like there was only so much you could scroll through, but TikTok is just like, it's endless. There's hundreds of thousands of videos posted like every hour. And it's just so easy to be stimulated for hours on end. And like when I was really into just like wasting time and just trying to stay stimulated through the pandemic because I was so bored inside and it was only March in Ohio and it was cold. So I was just scrolling through TikTok for way too long and I, maybe I still do, but I definitely think TikTok's helping the casual movement because people on TikTok are talking about those transparent, controversial things or in a, controversial things in a transparent way, like talking about stretch marks and mm-hmm. how Instagram pictures aren't, or bodies aren't perfect. Like they're posed and showing how different poses make your body look different ways. I love that TikTok is really opening the door oh, for absolutely. that with Facebook taking over Instagram, it's becoming just way, way too many ads. It's becoming a shopping platform. And I think if they continue this way, it's going to struggle because people are just kind of tired of it. It's because people, we've both have had had Instagram since like fifth or sixth grade. That's a really long time for us. And now kids are getting it younger and having it just as long as we have now. And I think it's because it's been for so long that they're having ads that they're even more tired of it than we are. Like the younger kids, the younger generations. Oh, I I definitely think that brings up a good point in terms of like if there should be separate platforms for larger companies versus smaller companies, which I know you've mentioned to me before, Jess. Um, just kind of like would that provide more digital space for, I don't know, say a community like Kent with their local businesses to be able to promote and fund fundraise and you know, have event events like as they please that wouldn't have to be like overshadowed by, you know, Olive Garden down the street or something like that. Like, I mean, don't get me right, wrong. Right. Love, like our Olive Garden and everything. I love Olive Garden, but um, <laughs> I like definitely think that it like brings up a good point about like if those would be successful. Cause in Kent, like, I think that'd be huge. Like I think having a platform to to know just about local businesses. I mean, I think even the campaigns class right now with PR is focusing on downtown Kent and there's just so many different ways you could take that. Yeah. I really wish there was almost like a different platform where we could like choose to follow big brands. Like, like any brand that would be like in the mall or brand, like makeup brands that are all in Sephora, like they all have to be on like one platform, like kind of similar to how Instagram is set up right now. And they can compete with each other because they have millions and millions of dollars to compete with advertising and promotion where like small businesses really struggle on Instagram now because they don't have as much money to promote themselves. And I, yeah, like you said, like Kent would suit like superbly benefit from having a platform that focused on small businesses and just like our personal pages. Like I wish we could keep it personal and small on one page and then 
have all these big ads on the other because there are people that want to scroll through just shopping pages of things that they can buy, but I don't. I want to see pictures of people's like landscapes and dogs and cooking videos. <laughs> oh no, I know. And then I was thinking too, like, like you said, what we want to see images of, um, in terms of like brand authenticity and everything, I think there's a reason why we're like obviously seeing these certain posts on Instagram. And then the ones that we see like first on our stories, I mean, the algorithm was, I'm pretty sure designed to like be like what we like to look at the most. And it's funny because like all of mine are like very like, I mean, I hate to like sound cliche, but like they're very casual. Like they're very like, oh, I thought this windowsill looked nice. Like all, all this stuff <laughs> that like these people are just posting and I'm like, yes, I like live for it because that's all I'm seeing on my stories. But that's, that's good that at least the algorithm is doing that part on the stories. Like what's crazy to me is I've seen like small businesses talk about how they want their followers to like their page and their posts and stuff now because of how the algorithms changed. So it used to be like your like was the most important a comment was like second important. And then they added the DM and the save, like save to your collection page or whatever, like your saved posts. And now it's like backwards. Like your like is basically nothing at all. That's basically just like scrolling past it. A comment is almost just as bad. And then DMing is like second best. And then you're the most beneficial for the page is saving it. But like, I'm not going to go through everything on my Instagram and support every small, I mean, I, that sounds awful. I'm not going to not support every small business that I can, but I don't want to have all these things saved, but yeah. I don't necessarily want them to. Like, I just wish my like mattered again. No, I, that's very true. I mean, I didn't honestly know that until you just said it, that our saves are really important. I did not have any clue. Yeah, I've seen a couple like infographics made by small businesses, like just through like either my explore page or like on the pages that I do follow. They're like asking people to like save their posts instead of just liking them because they're getting like shadow banned or like whatever. Or just like how on TikTok, you have to like save your link to get boosted because your like isn't enough anymore. Like it's kind of crazy how these algorithms really don't let the bare minimum matter anymore. It's like you have to go above and beyond what it used to be. Well, I definitely think this was a really good conversation. I'm glad we like talked about all these different points and I think it went well. Yeah, me too. It was great talking to you, Linda. I'm glad we both agree that Instagram is on its way to being casual, hopefully. <laughs> well, that concludes our podcast. So until next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, share, or send us your comments on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify. Find us on Twitter using the hashtag PROnlineChat. We're looking forward to hearing from you.